Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feelin' Feline, a podcast where we talk about what it's like being in our 20s in the 20s. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about how our perception of love has changed throughout this decade and how it's going to change even more over time. We're going to start at how we looked at love as kids and work our way all the way up to our current decade, the 20s, and talk about how love never really has a specific definition. So let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. I have had definitely one of the hardest weeks of my entire life. I think I talked about how we were going to have Leo neutered and it's been really difficult He was whining a lot and was in pain, obviously, the first day, but when he slept the next night, it was peaceful, it was fine, but he really hasn't straightened out his potty schedule. He doesn't really go to the bathroom that often, and the vet did say that it's completely normal, but... Honestly, I've been super stressed just the past three or four days just with work and scheduling and life and gym. And, you know, I'm just struggling right now. But I know that this isn't going to be a long time thing. It's just temporary, especially with the surgery. So I'm kind of more focused on that and kind of trying to focus on the fact that it is going to get better eventually. I mean, other than that, I haven't really watched anything just because I've been so focused and stressed about Leo and everything. So other than that, I've kind of just been working and getting through the day and just trying to stay positive. It's also been hard just because it's been snowy outside and I just don't want his stitches to get wet. So it's really stressful, especially just with all the snow. And I'm so sick and tired of this winter. I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of it snowing. And the fact that it's still going to snow potentially, ugh, I just know again, it's not a forever thing. Winter, it's temporary. I mean, it's going to come back next year, but it's almost over. So I'm just looking forward to warmer days and hopefully things kind of getting back to a new normal and we can start at least going outside again and doing outdoor things. I miss that terribly. Other than me being stressed out, it's funny seeing Leo sometimes because he still doesn't understand that he has a cone. So sometimes he's just walking and then something is kind of in his way and he doesn't realize and he just keeps thudding everywhere. It's just so cute. But I have thought about getting him something other than the e-collar. It's really stiff, so it doesn't look that comfortable, but I know he's a longer dog with a longer snout, so it's a little harder to size properly what collar size he is, and I'm afraid of getting the wrong size, and then he ends up reaching his stitches, so it's just a whole lot of stress, but hopefully, you know, it's day three right now, and I hope that at least in a few more days, he can be a little better in terms of his bathroom schedule and everything. It's just really stressful working at the same time, especially because you just want to sit down and cuddle with him all day. So yeah, that's an update to my life story. Well, now that it's almost Valentine's Day, naturally, I'm going to be talking about love. No, not the gushy mushy shit but just how we see love and how it's grown over the past few years and how I've personally viewed love especially 
compared to when I was a kid versus in high school versus college and even now kind of getting into young adulthood, how much that has changed. And I can only expect it to change and evolve even more as I get older. And I wonder how that will affect how I see people because I think now that I have a deeper understanding of love, I've definitely understood people more where they're coming from and are able to really understand when they're frustrated and not be stubborn about it. But then sometimes stresses outside of love like work or just a new change in routine, it also affects how you react to things. So I don't know, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand the more you understand and really love somebody that it'll affect how you react to things and how you handle situations with regards to that specific person. So I don't know, I feel like it's very different per person. And I know love has these general themes, these general definitions, but how it's portrayed, how it's given, how it's taken, it's done in so many different ways that I almost feel like there's never really a set definition to what love is. I mean, obviously, love is not hate. That's like two different things. But there's just a wide spectrum of things to show how you love somebody. One thing that I do think is funny that you kind of see in movies or whatever is that the kids don't like love. I wonder why that is. So, you know, Just for example, a kid will see his parents kissing and the kid will be like, ew, or even just, you know, the opposite sex has cooties or ew, don't touch me, ew, germs this, germs that. And then hormones come into play and all of a sudden it's open this whole new idea of love and attraction and I just think it's so funny because is love actually a real thing or is it because of hormones? That fucks me up a lot because I always think about that. I always think, are we really feeling something or is it just how our hormones and our body is reacting to something? Is it more chemical? Is it actually emotions? Are emotions actually real? These are the things I seriously think about. Sometimes I know it's super deep. And honestly, I don't think anyone will ever find the answer, but the scientists will tell you that it's all chemicals. And I guess 100% of it is chemicals, but there should be some emotions tied into it, right? I don't know. It's super confusing. But that's why I get confused because, you know, when you're a kid, that stuff grosses you out and all of a sudden puberty hits and you're starting to develop and then you're starting to really get attracted to somebody and that wouldn't have happened if you didn't start puberty, right? I don't know. It's kind of confusing to think about. But anyways, how we viewed love in high school It's kind of embarrassing, at least for me, when I was looking back at it and how I thought love was. But I'm sure everybody else has had their embarrassing moments where they thought they loved someone or they thought they were in love with someone. And yeah, I feel like high school, you think you love someone. And hey, I'm not knocking high school relationships because there's real love that comes out of those. But I feel like the expectation in high school was just having somebody to walk in the hallways with and not really focus on more serious things in life. And I feel like that mentality still kind of stays with you in college, but it develops over time. And again, I didn't realize that or really notice it until I was telling myself and kind of listing out what I want for my future. And 
again, in high school, it was like, oh, being in a relationship was such a big deal in high school. It was literally like gossip in my school. And it was such a crazy thing, almost like it was taboo to be walking around with someone holding hands. And, you know, it's still that weird phase where some people find it weird, but some people are like, damn, I wish I had a relationship. And again, a lot of it in high school was just having somebody to go to places with and kind of show off with them. And yeah, and I think that a lot of it is really just physical appearances and physical attraction. I mean, listen, throughout your whole life, there's got to be some inch of physical attraction that brings you towards someone before you really get to know them and eventually, you know, fall in love with them. But I feel like that's what a lot of it was in high school, at least. And also a lot of the mentalities, you know, you were about to graduate high school and people are going to a bajillion places after high school. So I think it was kind of pressure of feeling rushed and having to do so much in a short amount of time and, you know, rush to that love aspect of telling each other you love them. And I think that's how I personally saw relationships in high school. And I'm sure a lot of other people have agreed. Now, Q college, that is a very different time. At least for the first two years, you're still kind of in that high school mentality. But I think sitting in classes and really getting educated and focused and thinking about the future past sophomore year, a little bit into junior year, you start to look for people who match your values and what you want for your future. And you don't really realize it. It's kind of automatic in that sense, especially in college. You know, you're so exposed to everybody and all these different personalities and you find what you like and what you don't like. And immediately that is what attracts you and what leads you to possibly falling in love with someone. And, you know, if you had a relationship coming out of high school into college, there's always this common saying that, you know, these lovers in high school, then they get to college and break up because all of a sudden one person wants to try new things. And I definitely saw a lot of that in college. It's not uncommon, but it's also not a bad thing. In high school, you know, we're not even fully developed in the brain yet. We're not fully developed body yet. We're not even aware of what we really truly want in life. And that's why high school sweethearts, like literally one of my friends, Michelle, and her now husband, Tommy, I love them to death. They've been high school sweethearts. They've been together since high school. I don't know how many years that's been for them, but they are so cute. And it's such a rare thing because, you know, from high school all the way up to now, and even after this point, you change so much. And the fact that they really stayed together, were patient and just always continuing to push forward no matter what life throws at them. That's so motivating to me. And even just thinking about how much my mentality has changed since high school going into college and college going to adulthood. It's so weird. And I think, again, this is more prominent in our generation. There are a lot of people who just cannot be alone, especially in our early 20s. There's a huge social life involved. There's a huge pressure to be a certain way, especially around your friends, especially at school and and just the holidays overall. There's always this perceived assumption that every holiday, every event, 
nobody is alone. So that pressures people a lot too to not want to be alone. And therefore, dating in early 20s and mid 20s is more about, you know, feeling like you need someone around you at all times. And, you know, having someone to talk to at all times and just having someone with you when things get awkward at public places, when you feel alone, you at least have said person next to you to talk to. And in your early 20s, you know, you're not really aware yet of who you are as a person and what you want. And, you know, you'll learn it over time, which is totally normal. But that mentality in your early to mid 20s is kind of the physical attraction first. And then you get really attracted to them and kind of think that you are a perfect match. But next thing you know, you know, when you get to see your stuff, I think I mentioned this in either the episode before or two episodes back that people are kind of in different paths at this point. You know, when we get all the way up to high school, everybody's kind of in the same path. We're all in the same grade. We're all thinking the same thing, super excited for college or the next steps in our lives. But now we have people in the picture who either are just in different paths. You know, some people who are not in school, some people who are doing other things instead of school, people who are waiting to start school again, people who have kids, people who have moved out. It's just a lot of different people in different paths right now. And I think that's where we really start to see and understand the reality of the people around us and how we can love them for who they are. So early 20s, that's still kind of not there yet. You're still kind of looking for somebody to be just like you or in that mentality where if you really love somebody, you'd be willing to change for them. And it kind of shifts and evolves in that way in the sense that, at least for me, when I turned 23, 24, I know that's still not mid-20s, but I feel like even now, there's still parts of me that wishes that the people around me that I love were like me in terms of, for example, just being adventurous or in terms of feeling the same emotions as me at the same time. But that's not the case, you know? You're going to be sad one day, but everyone around you is happy. And then there's going to be days where a person you love is sad, but you're happy. And that's just a very general example. And I think that, you know, early 20s, it's right away you want to connect with somebody because of the fact that you're basically uprooting your normal life from high school, starting in a new place, and you want to get comfortable as fast as possible. There are people like that, but then there's also other people who just choose to be single for all of college, and that's totally normal too. Some people's perception of love evolves in the sense that, you know, this is also temporary, aka college. Why would I want to fall in love with someone here in college when life is about to get serious? And love is patient. That's also another characteristic of love that's basically common in all types of love. But yes, love is patient. And sometimes people would rather just not fall in love in college and focus on themselves. And that's amazing too. But again, that stresses the fact that love really doesn't have one specific path, one specific direction, point of view. It really varies per person. And I personally didn't understand that until at least recently or when I finished college and kind of got out of my bubble. 
And when you're exposed to different types of people, you can actually understand that, you know, everybody's kind of different in that sense. So yeah, I feel like, you know, when I turned 25, it was more realistic and less unicorns and less all up in the sky and kind of more down to earth and realistic in terms of expectations and just things that we both want out of the relationship. And it's not even I'm just talking about my relationship, like me and my boyfriend. I'm talking about me and my family members and me and my friends. And I feel like our relationship has grown to so much outside of what someone would look at friendships or relationships or family relations in high school or college. And I think a lot of that comes from just the fact that you start to realize that love doesn't mean It has to be all about the other person. It's also a good balance between the other person and the attention you want to give yourself. And even that has evolved ever since I've turned 21. There was just better understanding that my health matters more than any type of relationship and any type of interaction that I want to involve myself in. And I think in our mid-20s and kind of growing up, I'm starting to realize that, you know, in a relationship of love, it's also a big portion of loving myself before others. And being in college taught me that, you know, you're, you are forced to grow up and you kind of get that realization that it's really easy to be with someone and love them right away and just connect right away. But when it comes to longer term things like values and reactions to situations, you won't really understand or notice that about someone unless you've grown together, hung out together. And that's another thing I've learned that love takes time. And it's just like that verse in 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. Love is patient and it grows over time and it teaches you a few lessons over time. And you start to realize that, you know, your mind and mentality it comes first. And yes, although you should be physically attracted to your significant other, I can definitely have a conversation about that with somebody for hours, but you always have that initial attraction physically, but it's what you learn about the person, how they behave, how they react to things, what their values are and their future goals. That's what really attracts you, at least me personally and people that I've seen in this current age and this decade. And, you know, when you start college, you immediately first focus on what they like. It's just simple things, you know, do they like the same things as you? And do they do the same things as you? Are they willing to go to places with you or travel? Do they like to travel? Do they like concerts? Do they like the same types of music? And yes, that is very important in building a connection for sure. But then when you're in your mid-20s and kind of growing up, Now you're thinking, does this person even want kids? Does this person want a big house? Does this person want to work in the city or eventually live in the suburbs? Does this person look at discipline the same way as you? Do they want to have pets? Do they like pets? Things like that. And then it comes down to kind of smaller things, you know, do they spend money the way as you? Do you like the way they spend money? Do you like what they invest their money in? Is it attractive to you? It's now not just for physical looks. It's now what they're doing, their behavior, and how they just live their general lives. So yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Does love always start with a physical attraction or can two people who are not physically attracted 
you know, if you put them on an island together for a set amount of time, will they eventually fall in love and see that they are matching in terms of their values and what they like in life? Is that a thing? I'm just curious. I mean, part of me thinks that there always is supposed to be an initial physical attraction. I mean, that is how you are drawn to someone in the first place. That's what I believe, at least. I'm curious to hear what you guys think about the whole thing. And I feel like another thing that kind of evolves growing up in your 20s in terms of your perception of love, there's a lot of red flags now that you are more aware of. And I feel like that maturity in that aspect of how we see love only comes with time. You won't really know the red flags, you know, until it happens to you and you know that, you know, this is about to happen again. And it definitely helps you to make better decisions instead of immediately wanting to impress the other person or wanting to make the other person happy right away. And these red flags kind of make you want to focus on yourself and that's totally okay as well. But it's good. I mean, that part of love that has evolved is is something that only time can allow us to have. And it's interesting to experience it and kind of think about how I used to handle things for the people I love and how that will eventually change even more for me as the years go by. And another thing in terms of just kind of growing up and comparing to college and really understanding people is that you begin to love them for everything that they are, whether it's good or bad or things that you like and don't like. And again, I feel like that comes with time because you know, when you're in high school and college, you're in your own kind of bubble. And that doesn't necessarily give you the opportunity to expose yourself to people who you could connect with, but maybe not in all aspects. And that'll teach you a lot about loving someone for who they are. And definitely in my past experience in just growing up these past few years, I definitely have noticed that there are things I'm noticing around me about the people around me that you know, I wouldn't be doing myself personally or I wouldn't be liking personally, but it's just how everyone's kind of going about their lives. And I think that mentality has helped me keep seeing the good in everybody and keep seeing that people are people and they're going to have mistakes and they're going to mess up. But what matters is the support that you give them because that's the best thing that comes out of, you know, your perception of love with somebody right now at this age. And that kind of ties in with maybe previous relationships or friendships and just how you view them and that, you know, although you did have a special connection with this person, it's totally okay that it's going to end and new connections are going to start. And then there's kind of the topic of grand gestures. I think in high school and even in college sometimes, it was a big expectation for the significant other to always make these grand gestures when it comes to holidays, you know, Christmas, Valentine's Day. I've seen people give lots and lots of presents for one person on Christmas and that's, you know, totally okay. But I'm saying that was kind of the assumption when we're younger, you know, the bigger, the better. And that even started just simply in high school for promposals, you know, it was kind of this low-key competition between couples in the high school who could do the best promposal because obviously there's going to be pictures about it. Everyone's going to be talking about who's ever promposal did and what they did and what they did. And then it comes down to 
again, just the amount of money that was put into things. And that is really a big thing in high school and college, definitely about how much money was put into the relationship. But, you know, you start to learn as you grow up in your decades that money really isn't important in a relationship. And it becomes this mentality that, you know, love is all that matters and that's all you really need and all these exquisite gifts are going to keep you in the relationship and make you happy and of course it's not going to. It's like you enter the relationship with both your feet and you kind of focus more on today versus tomorrow which is such a typical early 20s mentality. I feel like it's applied to everything, you know, going out, forget about tomorrow, focus on today type thing. And then you get a little older and your view on that kind of changes and matures. And now you're approaching your mid-20s with caution. You're kind of still okay for some fun and games and short flings and things, but you essentially in the end long for something more meaningful. And that's just, I feel like us as humanity, you know, we mature and look for something or someone to really have a deep relationship with and go through life together. And it's not just love to you at this point. It's more important qualities. It's someone who's responsible, someone who's honest and loyal, and someone who really like dead ass sees a future with you. And I feel like it's a lot of in-betweens. You know, you don't want to let go of your fantasies. You don't want to let go of being younger and kind of living in the moment and not focusing too much on the future with someone. But at the same time, your heart's kind of tugging towards this direction of, you know, I want to find someone serious with, but that would mean I'd have to close a door in my life. And I think that's why a lot of people are afraid to be in serious relationships, either They've had a bad experience and they just don't want to deal with it again. I mean, literally, it's a lot of work to restart a relationship and start new and have to go through the motions again, still not knowing if this is the right person. So in that sense, you almost want to maybe not take the risk and maybe not go for it. And I think that's where a lot of missed relationships are. I definitely have seen that, you know, people are either afraid to have a friendship with someone, a relationship, or get close with somebody just because of their past experience. And I think that definitely hinders their ability at least to continue learning lessons in life and maybe even having a chance to be with somebody that they belong with forever. And also on top of that, there's always this kind of mentality in high school and college that, you know, you are somewhat attracted to somebody who you think you can fix. And it's not really love. And I think people confuse that often where you want to help somebody and help them feel better, but you don't really necessarily love them in a relationship way. Of course, you love them, you know, as a person, as a friend, but I feel like it's really important, especially in our 20s, to be aware of when someone is not ready to be in a relationship. And the biggest thing I can say about that without really talking too much about it is, you know, to just know and understand and realize and consistently remind yourself that it's not your job to fix anybody but yourself. And I really took a long time to learn that and continue to be consistent with that because I feel like everybody, maybe not everyone as much as I do, but I have this 
constant feeling of wanting to help somebody. And I almost make it my responsibility sometimes to help someone feel better or help someone with something. And trying to fix somebody else is just honestly a game that you will lose every time. And let's say it does happen and the person doesn't change, you will literally blame yourself and basically say, you know, I didn't do enough. And that's very draining for you as a person because you did do enough. Actually, you did more than enough. You didn't even need to help this person. And here you go out of your way. So it's something to kind of think about in your 20s to differentiate between thinking you love someone and want a future with them versus you love them in a way that you want to help them, but not getting too attached to that situation. And that's why a lot of people get stuck in abusive relationships. Mentally and physical, it's hard to get out of because sometimes you just keep thinking they're going to get better and you just have to try harder and the person will change. But the honest truth is they won't. And really, you can honestly end up being stuck in that relationship for a really long time. And it's going to be this twisted, annoying circle. And it's just better to continuously realize the red flags and just move on from it. And there's always going to be, as everyone says, plenty of fish in the sea, but there really are. Don't, you know, waste your time or get too hung up on the person that you definitely know is wrong for you. And that's another thing. You know, I feel like people are getting better at going with their gut instead of being blind to, you know, this person's completely horrible to me and a cheater, but he's still super attractive and buys me nice things. That is definitely at least how I've seen a few relationships go. And it's terrible, but now I feel like we're growing up and realizing more and kind of understanding. And another thing on top of that is love how we see relationships and just it's different now. You know, you want to be with somebody all the time when you're younger. And now it's kind of like you have to learn to spread your love evenly. And it's more than just a big focus on your significant other. It's also you know, having more love for your family, more love for your friends. And in high school and college, you just want to spend every living moment together with your significant other and just do everything. And you tend to forget that there is other people around you who are looking for love and attention. And I think mid-20s is kind of where you realize that it's important to give love to other people besides your significant other, especially yourself, but also to your friends because they too are growing up and figuring life out and learning new things. And it's sometimes super important to want to connect again and stay connected and hang out and still go back to the old days and grow together as friends. And I cannot stress this enough that loving yourself is super important in this decade. It's so important to be selfish. These are the selfish years because eventually when you have a family, it won't be about you anymore. It'll be all about your kids, your family, your significant other. And there's just a lot that happens that you forget to have the time or you just don't have the time to love yourself and take care of yourself. And when you love yourself, you know, when all else fails and everything is broken up and all of your important relationships, or just struggling and you happen to just lose a few people, honestly, that mentality of it is what it is and I'm still a great person and I'm still going to be strong, that mentality will be there at least because you did take the time to focus on yourself and love yourself. And even if loving yourself means you have to be single, it doesn't being single for a few months or years doesn't mean you're going to be alone forever. I feel like sometimes people do come up to me and they're like, 
Um, none of my relationships are working. I'm going to be alone forever. And that's not the case. And I've seen people really evolve and focus on themselves and really find a meaningful relationship after some time of building themselves and getting better at just loving themselves and putting their attention on themselves first. All right, we're about to hit the ad point of this episode, so we'll be right back. Mm, Honestly, I'm hungry, you guys. Do you ever just crave authentic Indian food? I know I do, especially being at home so much. If you live in the Plainsboro area in New Jersey, Jaya's Kitchen has the hookup. Jaya's Kitchen is completely made from scratch, specializing in Andre cuisines. Like, no joke, I had the best shrimp masala and coconut rice I've ever had. It's just so delicious, and you can have it for any meal of the day. It's perfect for dinner or even a small family event. So if you want to have any inquiries on any orders, you can hit up Jaya's Kitchen on Instagram at J-A-Y-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-N. Again, it's J-A-Y-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-N. Go ahead, try it out, and enjoy it. It won't disappoint, I promise. All right, you guys, and welcome back. So kind of following on our topic of our perception of love, I think that Another thing that kind of evolves and changes into our 20s and who knows it might change even more for me as I grow up is the timeline. So in high school and college, you know, the timelines dating for three-ish months and then you start to be official and then after five years you get engaged and then a year after you get married and then you get a house shortly after and then you have kids. And I feel like that was kind of a crazy expectation, first of all, to immediately have kids right after. And you don't really think about things like money or bills or even just the amount of time it takes to really get to know each other. You forget that there is a different time for everybody to think and know and feel that they're ready for the next step. And I feel like when I turned 21, 22, 23, it started to be more clear that these romantic timelines, they literally mean nothing. And I don't know why I relied so much on them that I was one going to be married by 25 or have kids by 27. I stopped putting numbers to things because I don't like to not necessarily disappoint myself, but setting those goals and and putting a specific age at it really pressured me. And I thought about it and it's like, yes, I want things to go in this direction. You know, you could still have some type of timeline. Like there's nothing wrong with saying you want to move out and you want to be married before you buy a house or you want to move out in a smaller apartment before you get married to get to know the person or even not move out until marriage. It doesn't matter. That order of how you would like things, that's totally fine. But if you're going to add numbers to it, it, it gets really stressful and you're going to end up panicking when it's not going the way that you want it to. And the 20s is so unpredictable. I feel like the most random things happen sometimes that, you know, you're given a job opportunity, for example, and you literally have to up and move to a completely different state, but you have a whole last serious relationship here. So what the hell are you going to do? Are you going to go and try to improve your career? Or you're just going to risk it all for somebody who you're serious with, but only for about a year. You know, it's, it's a lot of serious thinking, especially in this decade. And every decision kind of affects your future and how it's going to go and what direction it's heading towards. And I feel like kind of how we invest our time and put our attention to things 
when it comes to love is also super evolving. And now that I think about it, it's kind of true. Like high school and college, you really invest your time to love someone else. And then here you are approaching early 20s, mid 20s, at least where I'm at right now. You know, you want to keep your relationships with other people, but then you start to focus on yourself and then kind of thinking about the future when there's kids involved relationships, you know, you start to learn about sacrifice and how important that is in terms of loving your children and unconditional love and being patient with your children when they make mistakes. And mistakes, yes. We start to realize kind of when we're growing up and in our mid-20s that people will make mistakes, yes. I feel like in our early 20s, everyone that we loved, quotation, were perfect and never wrong, never made mistakes and never made you upset. And then the minute they made you upset, it was like, all hell breaks loose. Do I even love this person? Are we even good together? Blah, 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 blah. But you learn as you grow up that nobody's perfect and love is kind of also sacrificing the issues or at least being willing to talk about issues. I feel like, you know, we're more upfront about things, about issues in our lives and being more straightforward. Also, that's really important. You want to be straightforward and really just be straight up if something's bothering you. I think that's also something that happens when we look at love, you know, it's tough love. You start to be okay with saying, hey, you know, I don't think this is the right direction for you and it's all out of love, bro, but I just got to tell you, it's not the right direction for you. And, you know, it's important that you tell them that it's bothering you and that it's out of love. But also at the same time, you know, you got to remind them that, yes, I don't think that's the right thing to do. But listen, I love you and I'm going to support you all the way. And that's kind of what life is. You know, you got to just support each other. And although sometimes they make mistakes, it's kind of just being open and having warm, open arms for that person when they make mistakes. And I think, again, it comes with what we're looking for in relationships and that, you know, it becomes something other than you looking for romance or you looking for just the thrill of being with someone and the physical attraction, but you start to focus on someone you can be partners with. And I think that also evolves in our 20s, you know, we're really just focused on having a good time in our early 20s. Obviously, we just finished college. We literally just turned 21. I mean, this is no time to get serious and talk about future shit. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to get drunk. <laughs> Just kidding, but not really. That's really how it was at the time. But now, you know, you're kind of past the drinking phase. You're over it. I mean, these conversations are getting pointless. You're looking for something more meaningful and really getting to know each other and really talking about, you know, things that bother you, things you want to work on and things you love and what you're looking for in the future, what your future house looks like and all that stuff. So it gets more serious over time and whether or not you like it, it's going to creep up on you. Trust me, it's happened randomly out of nowhere. And I'm like, damn, I'm really thinking about future, future things like, damn. So yeah, it, it's just, I feel like it just happens naturally. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that everyone around you is kind of doing it. And it's weird. There's this almost quiet assumption that by now you should be getting your life together. And listen, it's definitely serious and important to get your shit together. I mean, you don't want to end up being super behind and seeing your friends succeed in life and kind of wondering, you know, where the hell did my life go? It's really sad to have a life full of regrets like that. But it's a pressure, you know, it's not really said out loud, but at this decade, we should be really working on ourselves and finding our futures and getting permanent somewhere. It's a lot of pressure in our 20s, I think. And that's why our 
view on love and you know you don't have time for petty fights and you don't want to waste time on people that will waste your time because you now realize that time is valuable and you want to make sure that everyone that you say you love is worth your time and not really wasting away by the second and it's weird listen i'm such a big jack harlow fan right there's a song that he has and i'm not going to quote the exact lyrics because i never know the exact lyrics to songs but he basically is like you know i fall in love with women for their appearance and then two weeks later the conversations hit a ceiling and it's back to square one and i feel like that's what happens when you focus on physical attraction and immediately just head to that direction without really realizing that this person really isn't right for you in terms of values and how you see them and how they act around things it i feel like it never really ends well i've definitely heard in various songs that you know she was she or he was super handsome or pretty or beautiful and they were just a good fuck and blah 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 and like yeah that's great and all but are you really building serious relationships with people around you and that's where love kind of comes in because you kind of are more open to having serious conversations and I think a lot in high school and college you know there is a lot of love and obviously you love the people around you and you love your friends but I feel like there wasn't really opportunities to really talk about serious things in life and I feel like love now is you know being able to open up to the people around you and talking about what's actually worrying you and I think again that ties with you know, self-love and kind of prioritizing that because if you're not comfortable really facing the issues in your life, neither will you be able to open up to your significant other and also talk about your problems. It's going to be super difficult. And, you know, you have to love yourself first to realize that these issues are going on and kind of work towards being available and open to working on things, especially if you need to talk to someone about it. And again, I feel like not everybody is going to be feeling the same things and viewing love the same ways as how I'm describing. That's another thing you have to realize, especially in your 20s, is that not everybody's going to be at the same level. And I know I've said that earlier, but in terms of just how they view love, they might see things differently. And that's why there's still these types of relationships where you're not seeing eye to eye right now. And it's all about, you know, trial and error. You won't really know anyways if you don't at least try the opportunity or try the relationship and see where it goes. And I think that still kind of ties into our young 20s of kind of, you know, saying fuck it and doing everything right away, randomly just taking it day by day. But also, you know, if there is a bad day, you should definitely consider and sit down and think about, you know, is this something I want to be dealing with or handling every day in this relationship? And, you know, kind of tying in with self-love and how relationships evolve and how love evolves, you kind of tend to talk less when you get older, if that makes sense. I mean, there's this constant pressure in high school and college and even sometimes beginning of adulthood where you have to respond to somebody and you have to be talking 24-7. I mean, I feel like that's how it always was with me. You know, if no one responded in the group chat, I mean, are we even friends? Like, it's that pressure. But now, I mean, even me and my best friends, Gabby and Noel, and even Druvy, we talk almost every day. I mean, 
if you count one text back and forth. Sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes we really only text each other back and forth. But that doesn't stop them from being my best friends. That doesn't change my love for them. And I think even in relationships, you don't have to be doing everything together. And I've definitely realized that. I mean, growing up in my 20s, I don't have to be super attached to everyone at the hip for them to still love me or for me to still love them. It's kind of finding that balance. And that's where the unconditional love kind of ties in because yes, I understand you're busy, but I know that end of the day, we'll always have each other's backs. And again, this also ties in with my family. I see them once a week and their love for me hasn't changed. So you kind of have to realize that, you know, growing up, life gets busy and you won't be able to do all the things that you used to do with your friends every day or with your significant other. And it's okay. You know, I think that's what I had to realize quite a lot in my early 20s, mid 20s, you know, that people are doing things for themselves, you know, for the sake of self-love and self-care as well. And you kind of have to respect that. And it's something that I feel like, again, it just evolves over time. So that's what I feel like in general overall has evolved in terms of my life and how I view love and that it's not just all about big gifts and the you know, spending time as much as possible and showing off to the world and not being alone and rushing to things and immediately just assuming that you love somebody based on physical appearance. It's so much more than that. It takes so much more work now that I look at it and realize and it's just about an understanding that, you know, not everyone around you is you. You know, everyone's different. You got to show that unconditional love and it will evolve over time. And that's how it's kind of changed for me and my personal experience. And more touching on the exquisite gifts and the big gestures, you know, early 20s and even before that, you would love to spend like $300 going to a new restaurant or just going super crazy for your definition of romance and now it's like you know let's be romantic snuggle on the couch and watch a nice movie but both of those aren't wrong I and mean, it's just a different way of how we look at what's valuable in love and what's valuable in relationships and what's valuable in terms of just a partnership and focusing on spending time together more than wasting money so yeah and that's it you guys thank you so much for listening to how love has changed for me in the beginning of my 20s and i'm super excited to kind of go through the years and talk about how love changes for me over the years. I mean, even just how I viewed love in the past two or three years, it's changed so much. And I love that because life is always evolving and you're always evolving. So, you know, your view on things just because they change doesn't mean it's bad. It's, I feel like it's been a good thing, but honestly, I'm still hung up on this whole hormonal and chemical thing about love. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think it's really a chemical thing or is it really emotions or are just emotions all based on chemicals? Like, is anything even real? Literally what my mind thinks 24 seven. But anyways... If you guys want to reach out to me, talk to me about chemical imbalances and hormones and emotions, or even ask if you'd like to hear about some topic on my podcast, feel free to DM me at Instagram and TikTok at Podcast, and my Twitter is at FeelinFeline. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and learned a few things about loving your 20s, and I hope you guys have a very great weekend. And yeah, until next time, bye.